friends, and welcome to Where Should We Eat podcast. I am your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and grazie for hanging out with us today. I hope everyone had a great weekend, and guess what? It's Pride Month. Um, So happy Pride, anyone listening. Um, My guest and I do a lot in West Hollywood. And uh, this past weekend, there was a Pride Parade. There was all the things. And we're going to get into that and just how much celebration is going on around our community. Uh, So I wanted to say we support you at uh, Where Should We Eat? And uh, I feel like I have no updates besides If you are in Los Angeles this week, I am doing a Britney Spears tribute show at the Hollywood Improv. It's this Friday, June 10th. The show's at 7.30, and I'm not going to lie, Paisans, I'm going to be talking about Britney. I might be doing a little impersonating of Britney, and I'm going to be singing and dancing some Britney songs, and there'll be a lot of other talented comedians on it, so I definitely recommend coming to the show because it's just... it's. Again, it's a Pride-themed show. It's going to be off the wall. And also, my birthday is June 14th, so I'm turning this show into my birthday party, although I will be teaching Playo Jam the morning after, so that's going to be fun. Um, (laughs) Anyway, that's my only update. Also, please, please, please uh, rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. I love all the support. I love hearing from you. If you want to say hi, you can um, DM me on Instagram at Jacqueline Marfuji or email me at wswepodcast at gmail.com. Woo! All right. Uh, I think we should just get into it. Guys, get ready to just be inspired, to laugh, to just feel all the positive energy coming at you through your goddamn stereo because that's what I feel every week when I am in my guest's class. I'm not going to lie. She is such a ray of goddamn sunshine, and I'm just so excited to have her on the pod. Uh, My guest this week is the Director of Instructor Training for Pevolve. She's a, a professional dancer, a fitness model, and my favorite credit of hers is that she's an actual New Jersey girl. Danny Coleman, welcome to Where Should We Eat? Thank you so much for having me. And I also did not know about your Britney show, so I'm going to have to get my girl Renee, another fellow instructor, oh. and we're going to have to come support that. And also your birthday. This is so exciting. I, like, it's all happening. Not, not to quote Almost Famous, but yeah. Jesus Christ. It's all happening. Yeah, that's why we have St. Britney candles around. I'm going to, I literally found, um, the last time I went home to New Jersey, I'm pointing out, I have Britney Spears dolls from- I was literally just clocking those in my eyes. I was like, that's incredible. And they're so authentically used. I love it, you know? <laughs> they're like not a very chic aesthetic. Um, I love it. But it is what it is. So I'm going to bring them out and be like, these are my backup dancers. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to see all of this. Spoiler alert. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for hosting. And I love that you finished with fellow Jersey girl. Right. We love that together. I know we talk about that. And I remember just like finding that out about you, feeling like I had a slice of home here in LA, which we love, you know. You are so comforting. I'm not going to lie. And I just got back from Jersey and I was like, this is the perfect time to have you on because I'm already Uh, homesick. Does that happen to you? All the time. And Mm -hmm. I feel like anytime I find another fellow New Jersey person, it's like this special thing that you have in common that probably other people maybe give you a little side eye about, you know, because I feel like Jersey has like a little bit of a stigma. Yeah, they think we're dumpster fires. (laughs) for sure jersey shore did not do us a service so it's fine that's it i lean into it i don't care yes (laughs) 
I don't care. If you don't know, then you don't know. And you should go because you're missing out. Did you hear they're actually doing a whole new, like, cast? No. Yeah. How do we feel about this? I don't... Okay. I, I see both sides of it. Yes. Like, I, I love the Jersey Shore people. Like, for a while, I thought, like, Polly D was my soulmate. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. And I really... <laughs> I love that you just did. <laughs> right? Oh, you didn't feel that way? <laughs> no, I love Polly Not D. your type? He's Danny. fantastic. GTL, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. GTL. Like, oh, talk dirty to me. Um, yeah. So, like, I love Polly D. Love the positive energy. Love a Snooky moment. Um, oh, Snooky. But I kind of feel like I'm over some of it. And I feel like th- it is it, the new energy, even though I hate that because that makes me feel old. Yeah. Uh, would be fun. And like, I wouldn't mind because they film like right outside of where my husband's parents live. So like we always walk the boardwalk and we always go by the original Jersey Shore house. Like that's, we're just there. I didn't know you were so close to that. That's in, see, I was a little further out, so I didn't get to really get in the action of that. So that's kind of incredible. You're judging me. No, I love it. She's like, oh God. If I had front row seats, I would be right there. (laughs) (laughs) But I also did see they're doing Buckhead Shore. Have you ever been to Buckhead? I have not. (gasps) See, how do you feel about it? I feel like, how is this going to work? Because Buckhead is like an elevated version of like Charleston. It's like Charleston at the shore. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be a different vibe, but I'm here for it. I'm excited to see both sides of the coin. (laughs) So so excited. Like, I don't know about you. Do you watch like Southern Charm or any reality or are you a good person? No. Look at her. She's like, but it's funny because my husband is from Louisiana. (gasps) So I have definitely experienced, you know, like the South coming from New Jersey. That was a whole different world down there. Um, I forgot about that. But I do not unfortunately watch the TV that like coincides little no I oh my god wait so you just got back from louisiana though weren't you just, just got back visiting was yes did you go to new orleans or were you on the outskirts we're on the outskirts we're like three hours outside of new orleans so definitely um a whole different world than new jersey oh my god yeah. i didn't even know that existed yeah i just i, I like look which no hate to louisiana tell us where we need to go in louisiana because yes, yeah. i just am always like well there's new orleans and then the rest of the state yeah which is terrible it's definitely i um it was definitely eye-opening going outside of... Because, yeah, I just think New Orleans, you know, when you think Louisiana and then... Yeah. And Britney actually, Spears. Yeah, and Britney Spears. <laughs> and Britney Spears, what a full circle. Yes. I mean, where should we eat? Like, where your husband grew up in Louisiana or not... Yeah. Like, uh, did you have any, like, favorite spots or any places you guys went to? Okay, but mine is totally a little bit cliche and also dessert. So we're going to go to Cafe Dumont and get yeah. beignets. Yeah, just and kind of sugar. basically New Jersey Zeppeli, if you're, you know what I mean? And exactly. I think a Zeppeli is better, and we have this conversation every single time, but I'm like, this is a Zeppeli, oh if you know God. what that is, which is basically just fried dough and powder sugar. Yeah. Like, what could be yeah. better? I love it. I get real ambitious with the Zeppeli, though. I'm like, no, I want my own. <laughs> and it's just a mess, you know? You just eat it, and there's, like, powdered sugar everywhere. I always think of San Gennaro Festival <sighs> in New York City. Always used to get them oh my there, gosh. but... I love that you just brought up New York because I I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah. So, Danny, you grew up, you're from Paramus, New Jersey. Yes. Like good old Paramus, New Jersey. I mean, I think of the mall. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) It is the shopping, like, mecca. Um, Pretty much. Like, I think three malls, four or five. I don't know. A lot. Um, But everyone comes from New York. 
to shop there because there's no taxes on like clothing and whatnot. It's so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I always forget and I am always like overpacked in my suitcase. So like I can't even go shopping when I'm in New Jersey just because it's like, what's the point? Like yeah. I have to pay for the heavy anyway. Um <laughs> but like growing up in Paramus, did you go into the city like all the time as a kid? I did. Um, which is like such a privilege of living so close to it and so fun. I think I started going in there um so I was officially in New Jersey by fifth grade and just you know, we'd always take weekend trips into New York and I went to college in New York city. So I lived there for a while as well. But, um, I still argue, I mean, we're here in LA together, but New York is definitely still my like number one city, favorite city, even though I don't live there and I don't see myself living there again. It's still like number one in my heart, best place. I think in the whole wide world. <laughs> I mean, that's why yeah. I love you so much. Like, yeah, I feel the same exact way. Yeah. Granted, I haven't been to Italy yet. So. Uh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> Strictly US because I did get to go to Italy two years ago and I can't believe you haven't gone. You know, it's like not okay. I know. Yeah. I was like, whatever. <laughs> I put these two things like Jacqueline Italy together. It's Italian. all happening. <laughs> yeah. It'll hopefully happen this summer. Um, when you were little, so I, I grew up in Jersey too, but I grew up like, a, like so, south of you. Mm -hmm. And I would sneak out of like my high school classes and take the train into New York to take classes at Broadway Dance Center. Yeah. Like, would you do that? Or were, yes. you, were you going into the, like, tell us all the things you were doing that like make you you. Uh, so I grew up in, yeah. So I actually lived in Maryland before New Jersey for seven years, but then I moved to New Jersey um, and started dancing when I was two. So it's definitely something that we share. Did do the Broadway Dance Center like pre-professional program. So every weekend I would be in New York city taking dance classes with, you know, like Frank Hatch. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> we, we were probably like in class together. Yes, I know. I was thinking about this, like Sheila Barker and yes. like Lane, all of the OGs. Um, we play homage to love them, but yeah. Um, incredible. Cool. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, the old school B BDC, like 57th street. Well, yeah. That one. Yeah. Not. That one. It's like giant stadium. The yeah. second one isn't as good. I know <laughs> it's like too modern. It doesn't feel like home. I no. love the first one, but yeah. I mean, would your bo my body, like the excitement of just going up in that elevator and it opening to like, just like the waiting area alone. I know like the little juice bar and the snacks and everything. I know <sighs> I loved it, but oh I would God. take dance classes and we would do the same thing. We would, um, well, if we ever, you know, skip school, yeah, we would go into the city, take the train so quick, the bus with your friends yeah, so in fast. and out after prom did that, you know? Oh, so you guys didn't go to the shore. You went to no, New York. We went to New York. <gasps> so you're cooler. No. That's cooler. <laughs> I mean, if it was closer, it was like a two and a half hour drive, I think for me, yeah. where, like the shore was, but yeah, we did New York. So that is not crazy. Bad. Yeah. Wow. Where did you guys stay? <laughs> we stayed at this like really awful hotel. It was not yeah, anything classy. Yeah. like, I don't even know somewhere. I think like downtown up in my adult self, I don't think I would do it again. Probably not. Yeah, no, but, no. You know, in high school, you're like, whatever. It totally. was fun. Yeah. We went to Slee's side or Seaside. Yes, uh, Seaside. And yeah. Um, yeah, I like drive up and down the streets. I'm like, I wonder which hotel we actually stayed at. Like it was not okay. Prom weekend, we did go down to Slee's side. Seaside, yeah. we did. It's a rite of passage. It's just so fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm actually doing shows in August with Mike Marino in Seaside. <gasps> That's incredible. I know. Yeah. We're doing, I think, Seaside and like Long Beach Island. And nice. Yeah. It's just, I feel like this summer, just on the boardwalk there, like it's so hard for me to not eat like the giant slices of pizza. I was thinking funnel cake. Oh, all see, of it. I feel like you're more of a dessert person. I am. You are. <laughs> no, that's good because I never she's, ask people about dessert on the podcast. She's a fitness professional that loves carbs and believes strongly in dessert. So yes. here we are. You heard it here. <laughs> 
burst. Oh my God. I love that about you. Like I actually respect that. And something I wanted to talk to you about was like how you actually balance and we'll get into all the things like, where should we eat? We'll get into that. But right now we're in the appetizer course with you. Um, and I want to know because you are guys, I, Danny is in such great shape and you don't look like emaciated. Like you don't look like someone that's like starving themselves or depriving themselves. You look just like perfect and strong and healthy and like just fit. Thank you. Yeah. Um, So can you take us like through a day in the life of you, like what you normally eat? Definitely. Well, I also just, you know, thank you for all of that. Um, but I do tell people that, you know, like health is this thing that there's not like a certain way to look healthy. Um, and I think that's one of the interesting things about being in LA in fitness and, you know, you're a performer, um, constantly being judged by your body and like feeling like you have to subscribe to this certain standard. Mm. Um, so I just like to tell people in general that, you know, each body's different and I never tell clients to, I don't believe in restricting. Yeah. So diet. So when I talk about mine, this is like what works for me, what I have access to, what feels good in my body, but it could be totally different. Um, but I'm a creature of habit. So my day to day is like pretty boring because it's like the same, yeah. same, 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 but it's truly who I am and like where I reside best. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's a coffee drinker. <laughs> she starts there. Two, two cups of coffee. Coffee. Love yes. it. Yes. Right away at the beginning. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jump mm-hmm. starts it. Well, you also teach at like 5 a.m. Yeah, that 4 a.m. wake up call sometimes. It's like, <sighs> you don't want to be in my class if I don't have a coffee. Who knows what will happen, you know? So we start there. And okay. then love always oatmeal. Oatmeal. I know, okay. which I used to like hate as a kid. Oddly, my, I, you know, um, I'm half Japanese and I kind of have very growing up, my mother was very strict and she's the Asian one of my family, but it was like, she would sit me down at the table and I would not be able to leave unless I ate my oatmeal and I used to dislike it so much. And now Mm. I like have grown to love it, but it's what I start my day with every day. That's so funny. My mom made us eat green beans and drink milk every night and we couldn't get up from the table, but I don't, I have the opposite. I hate them now still. I never got, I was the same way with milk. My mom (sighs) said, I can't do it. Yeah. Even now I know I get like, thank you. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So oatmeal, do you do like steel cut? Do you like, like yeah. what are you doing? Like, steel cut for sure. Okay. Um, only because I just like it the way it tastes better than instant, but I totally do instant when I'm in a bind or, you know, quick, but okay. mm-hmm. start with the oatmeal, do some berries in it okay. and definitely some honey. Don't, don't lay off of it. And then go to, go to work after I teach my classes. I always pack a banana and I, I will eat it. But oddly, I'm not like drawn to them. But it's really nope. good natural like energy source. And like before workout, I know it's like great if you're short on time. It's just like a really good fuel. But it's I'm my not, last resort. Yeah, I pack it and I just honestly force myself. Not like force, but it's I just know if I pack it, I will have to eat it. But it's not. I'm not like always gravitated. Like, you're a it. better human than me. I literally pack it. Yeah. I don't eat it, and, and then, then it just I, goes back. Yeah, and I throw it away. <laughs> I know. I thought yeah. I was the only person with this habit, no. but good to hear. Like, <laughs> I do find though, I've been trying to force myself to like take it out as soon as I get home, and then chop it up and put it in the freezer because it is good in your smoothies. Ugh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So you're you're two steps ahead of me there. Yeah. But that's what I'll do. And then lunch, I don't know, usually a wrap of some sort, like um, chicken and like a quinoa kale situation. Okay. Oh, I feel so LA to say kale, but yeah. I fucking love kale. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'll say it. I love it. I literally just got a kale salad from Gelson's. I love the texture. I love putting it in smoothies. I love mixing it with like balsamic vinaigrette, some pine nuts, feta cheese. I go oh, strawberries. Speak in my language. 
It's yeah. good. It so is. stop shitting on kale, yeah. people. <laughs> it tastes good. You're just making it the wrong way. I even love massaging it. <laughs> I know. Slap that kale. You properly prep your kale. <laughs> Oh, God. Everyone's like, next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we fucking properly prep it. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm here for it. Absolutely. It's. I love crunch, and it gives a crunch. It does give a crunch. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good. It is. So and do you prep all this stuff, though? Okay. Um. No, I'm not very good at meal prep. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I try. Um. Sometimes, if it's a good week, you know, Sunday yeah. night, we get we have some downtime. I can do it, but... um. I'm very close to like a creation, so that's nice. Cause they have their um, I think it's like I don't know what's called guilt free or something like that, but their wrap is really good. Oh, okay, good mm-hmm. to know. I always get I walk in there, I get too overwhelmed and I walk out because yeah, I don't see, know what's good. And there's it's so many things. Yeah, and so I know. I'm like I don't want to choose wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so that one, what's it called? I think it's called guilt free wrap. It's guilt free yeah. wrap. Good to know. Yes. <laughs> um, but I do bring my breakfast and. If it's a good day, I will bring my lunch for sure. Okay. Um, and then dinner, I always eat at home. So I do always cook. Well, okay. Zach cooks. That's my husband's name. I do. not not the best cook. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just like the, we have a rule. Like he will cook and I like to do the dishes. And See, yeah, I will cook. I'm not like opposed to it, but he just usually gets more concerned and then comes in and takes over. You know? so <laughs> like, like, I'm fucking hungry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm cursing so much. It's Friday, guys. We're having a good time. Yes. We're drinking high noons. <laughs> Drink every time we say Jersey. If you're, <laughs> if you're just at home listening and cleaning or doing something, yeah, do it. That's so funny. We do the opposite. Okay, but you're the cook. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. usually the. Co- I mean, Tommy's a great cook too. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I just like to do it. My love language is food, and like I just love mixing stuff up and trying to cook. What a dreamboat! I'm. I wish <sighs> Zach. You know, I mean, not that it's a cliche expectation, like what, you know, wife has to cook or anything, but man, he probably was like, oh my gosh, this girl does not like to cook. She yeah, but you clean. clean. Tommy looks at me. He's like, really? <laughs> Your dishes. It's yeah. so dirty. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> my mom's obsessed with being clean and cleaning and all that. Same with mine. I know. It's I, didn't, bad. I didn't inherit that trait, so it's okay. Wait, so I don't, what else are you? You're half Japanese. Mm-hmm. And then um, a big mix of like Swedish, Irish, French. That's my dad's. So, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow, you're a mutt too. Yes, hundred percent. Just all over the place. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So like what what would you guys eat like growing up? Like what like reminds you of home? So it's honestly so funny because I'm half Japanese and then Swedish, Irish, and French, but what reminds me of home is my mom's baked ziti, <gasps> which is like so not either of my cultures and my it's so funny. My mom, who is Japanese, swears she can make sushi. And it's kind of now this funny <laughs> tall tale because it's ne- I've never in my 31 years of living ever had sushi made by my mother. And she's like, Danny, I can make handmade rolls. And I go, Mom, I've never seen the fruits of that labor. And I think she's lying. But it's just kind of this funny little thing that I'm like, I think she's just... Oh my God, Teasing can we, me, but yes. what's your mom's name? Kathy. Kathy, if you're listening, yes. Danny better get some hand-rolled sushi. I'm going to call her. I'm going to make you FaceTime <laughs> and show us that hand-rolled sushi. I know. I just like this funny thing that it's like, but so my mom's vague ziti is honestly what's hilarious. Is, that reminds me of home. She has an incredible, and it was so funny because when I actually married Zach, he didn't he didn't even know what big CD was. And I remember coming to California and people didn't know what big CD was. And I'm like, how do you not know? 
I know it's it's in, if they try to make it here, it's not the same. No. I have to shout out Patsy's restaurant. Okay, it's actually in the theater district. In I New will York. check it out. And my dad has been going there since he was a little kid, so it's like spanned like three generations. I go there. I love it there. Shout out to Sal, the mm-hmm. chef and owner, and my favorite dish there is a baked. It's like a baked rigatoni. Ugh. I think it's. I think they call it the Sorrentino. And it's just, it's perfection. I dream about it. It's like death row meal. And it's just, no one can make it like that. They put it in like a ceramic thing. It comes out really hot. And the fresh mozzarella is just perfectly melted over it. Meat sauce. Oh, chef's kiss. So good. You have to go. That's my favorite. Did you see how it turned on? I just, I just love it. <laughs> I was like so passionate, but only if you like really understand though. That's what I'm saying. Cause I, you know, we live in LA and they're not known for Italian. So no. There's no. a, there's a couple places, but not, and you know, Zach calls me a pizza snob. He calls me all these. Things, oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Wait, where should we eat pizza here and in New York and New Jersey? Like, do you have any favorite places? Um, okay. So New York, uh, do you like Grimaldi's? Have you been to Grimaldi's? Yes. Do you not like it? That no, sounds, I do like okay, it. I, was like, yeah. I love Grimaldi's okay. in Brooklyn. Also just Ray's, but um, when it comes to pizza in LA, my favorite, cause I obviously like New York style pizza and this is a big debate. Um, but I do like, I don't know if you've ever been to Larchmont village pizzeria. No. Okay. That is my number one. Absolutely. It's like the most authentic to New York that I can find. Shut up. Yes. Larchmont pit pizza village <gasps> i love yeah. i love this because no one has said that no please go and i got really nervous because in the pandemic it was really hard on them and i thought they were going to shut down and i was like signing the petition i was like it has to stay open <laughs> yeah it's like, danny was like as picketing a New Yorker, outside yes. <laughs> i was like we could not let this gem shut down but it is the most authentic new york style slice that i have in la oh my gosh what do you usually get there What's um, your honestly just their cheese pizza got it because because, yeah, that's what I judge. I like it simple. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Right? Yeah. Just New York. Yeah. You got to fold it. Like, I just went, <laughs> I did the Hot Pizza Ass podcast and with Erin Darling, who you guys will hear. She's coming up, I think, next week on this. Um, and after we recorded, we were right by the Rainbow Bar and Grill on mm. Sunset. And I used to love just going there. I love the vibe. I love how creepy rockery it yeah. is. If you've watched Pam and Tommy on Hulu, <laughs> it's like where they had meetings with like Andrew Dice Clay. Like it's just so grimy and great. <laughs> it's got such a good history, but like I love going there late night and like getting just like a pizza for the mm-hmm. table. And I'm not going to lie. We made the mistake of like putting too much on the pizza this time. Yeah. You got to keep it simple. Just, Yeah. You know, like we put peppers, we put olives, mushrooms, and we, we didn't do any meat. And that I was like, ah, we should put meatballs and like pepperoni. And I don't know. Their ranch dressing is so good that that like saved the pizza for me because you dip it in that. So good. So it doesn't really matter what you put on it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like sometimes just a cheese pizza is the way to go. I can instantly judge if I'm going to like it by their mozzarella pizza or because, or their, you know, for, I don't know how you like yours, but I don't like the. And they just like slice tomatoes and just like kind of plop them nope. on. No, thank you. Yeah, I I'm like, like sauce. this isn't. Yeah, same. Yeah. I'm like it has to be the sauce and like genuine mozzarella cheese, and that's yes. also hard to come by in LA. So I want to know, growing up and like being a dancer in New York and going to college in New York, like all we did was stuff our faces with like calzones and pizza. How did you do that? I mean, I did. <laughs> You're like I did do it. <laughs> I did do it, and <laughs> I did gain the freshman. 
like, like, like the freshman yeah, 40. No, same jacket. I think of, yeah, like the freshman 20. Wow. For sure. So, because, you know, you go out in New York, you're young, and then there's pizza. There's late night pizza, exactly like you talk about, but it's all the time. So, um, now where did you go to school? Marymount Manhattan College. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Were you a dance major? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Got my BFA in dance, did it. I always say the family needs one artist. That's me. I know. I have a BFA in drama. <laughs> yeah. Mine's like, dance run away time. from me. I look at my loans. I'm like, oh my gosh. But, you know, wouldn't trade it for the world. But, yeah. <sighs> she's the artist of the family oh so your your like upbringing was like center stage in new york yeah yeah wow but Um, you were more like modern right more modern dance i did think about ballet for a while um but i had a very intense russian ballet teacher and i think my parents got a little concerned about how intense that training can be um i remember this moment when i was nine and she poked my stomach and said have you been eating too much mcdonald's and i was just scarred so my parents you know i'm grateful for that they protected me from that and made sure i you know they took me out of ballet privates and said that is not healthy and you know really just always encouraged me to listen to my body be me and not listen to those cliches that dance can sometimes you know be very demanding or still have like these archetypes of like what ballet and dancers should look like unfortunately so oh yeah yeah i mean i remember as a young girl being on like a dance competition team and no one like my parents never said anything to me the like instructors never said anything but i remember a friend of mine who was on the team with me her mom the friend i don't know why she told me this but it was like i think the after my freshman year and like i started to get curvier Mm -hmm. and she was like yeah my mom noticed in like your like our competition outfit that you like started to get like love handles like you look bigger and like i'll always remember that yeah yeah they stay with you yeah yeah and i i developed an eating disorder (laughs) not to laugh and like that's not like a light thing and like i ended up going to therapy for it and it's like something i work through and like you know like every day you kind of have to like check in with yourself Mm -hmm. and i'll I'll put links and like stuff in the podcast notes for anyone that's dealing with that. Mm -hmm. But like, I get it. Like, it's such a hard thing, especially when you're constantly in the mirror, you're in leotards, like you're in this whole environment. So like, how did you deal with that? Um, Well, I was grateful that I did have parents that, you know, helped protect and advocate for me and um, never made me feel like my body had to look a certain way or be a certain way. Um, And I do take that responsibility so largely to being in fitness now to make sure that we're talking about that all bodies are bodies and good bodies. And, you know, um, there's not a size that anyone has to fit into and there's not good food. There's not bad food. There's not a hierarchy of these things. And really just about how you feel moving your body is more important than how you look. And it's just something that I feel like that is, I'm grateful for the experiences that I've had in dance that were both positive and negative, because I think it's definitely given me my voice in this fitness world in LA where I think it can be, toxic or um I don't know like cliche you know I feel like it it is a nice turn because I still like dabble in dance stuff where Mm -hmm. I feel like the body like positivity and like the accepting of like all different body types is definitely like more prevalent here now yeah you know which back in like the early 2000s I don't think was the case no yeah (laughs) it's uh, yeah I mean absolutely I completely, yeah, I think the standards are definitely shifting in a, in a hopefully a positive, positive way and just, you know, lots more work to go, but yeah. yeah. Um, I want to know because Coyote Ugly also has dancing yes. and the lead character's name was Jersey. 
um, which one do you like better? And she served pizza. Yes. Like, I feel like like Coyote Ugly in center stage like shaped uh, our entire. So like, good. You're younger than me, but I want to know like no. which one do you like better? Which one do you relate to Movie? more? Center yeah. stage, 100%. <laughs> yes, it's so good. I can like, quote the entire thing. And I think it's one of the truest like representation of dance and expectations and also being young in New York and having fun and balancing all the demands of it. But a hundred percent center stage. It's so good. Oh we, I think my friends and I just love watching it and it just, there's so many good parts to it. They're just so great. I would love to sit down and like watch yeah, it. We should watch Renee. it. Yes. Like we, we need to have like okay. a pizza center Renee, stage We're doing night. this. Yeah. Oh my God. hundred percent. Shout definitely. out to Renee. Renee's a uh, fellow P-Vov instructor. Yeah. And when I first started taking classes with you guys, you were the two I fell in love with. No offense yeah. to any other instructors there. They're all great. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys were team. like just it for me. Yeah, and it was you. something like, I felt like I connected with you. So you were planning a wedding at the same time I was. Yes. Uh, uh. And you were getting ready for it. And I didn't find out about that until like way after meeting you and you just held it together. You were so on top of your shit. Like no one ever knew you were planning a wedding. Like I felt like you were such an easy breezy bride. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I would definitely... It's so funny. I'm so relaxed in certain areas, like planning and whatnot. And I think wedding, I did never had an expectation. And it was funny. The only requirement for my wedding was Italian food. I was like, we need Italian food. Um, and it was okay, but it is like, you know, I had all my folks from Jersey come and I was like, just don't judge it. It's not like New Jersey Italian, but you know, that was like the only thing. And my biggest request was the bread that I just didn't like during the tasting. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we need a new bread <laughs> to, for the wedding. But that you were like, those no. were my high maintenance things. But the wedding part, I was like, ah, whoever's, you know, more about getting people together. And I was so low key every other way, but yeah. it's I- funny because my husband would not describe me as low key. And I don't think I would either just with certain things. Yeah. But I want to know, like, how did you prep for it? Like, did you go through Like I was on like a special, like kind of diet mm-hmm. plan and yeah. working out a lot. And that's when I was coming to Pvolve, which I want to get into. So yeah. everyone can hear about what you guys do. Um, but were you on like a special regimen? Were you doing anything different? I'm definitely like very blessed in the sense that my work is so active that a lot, a large part of my working out is ingrained in what I get to, you know, do daily. But with that though, I do love to cross chain and I love lifting weights and I love being like a strong female. So I do lift weights and I would do that. But that's just also a way for me to get out pent up energy and aggression because I'm definitely a high frequency being. Um, so I think it's good for me to have that release time, like lifting weights or doing something very athletic to release my energy not in a negative way like on my significant other (laughs) I love that yeah yeah get it out yeah I thought I mean that's exactly what I did right before where we sat down to record I had just come back from boxing I cried I've cried a few times in your class not because it was so painful um but like it just there's certain moves and certain things or songs that like release certain things Mm -hmm. and this was a y2k inspired class and the last one was like a remix to The Way I Are by Timbaland. Oh, yeah, so good. And it just got me and mm-hmm. I went for it and it was just such a nice release. And mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes those classes are just, you forget how important they are. Definitely. And so especially for me, I think I practiced a little bit of meditation because it's honestly harder for me to slow down. Me you know, I could be active and go, go, go. But for me to actually sit with myself and maybe control my emotions a little bit more or sit outside them is honestly the hardest thing for me. So Uh I think, you know, especially when we're talking like stressful situations or wedding planning, when there's so many, um, how do we say like (laughs) parties at the table, people, (laughs) people coming to the table, um, 
for me, it was just important to exhale and sit back a little bit. That was honestly what I tried to practice the most during that. Okay. Um, so that's like your biggest like advice yeah. for like planning a wedding. Yeah. Was just keep checking in with yourself. Yeah. Keep checking in with yourself because I feel like there's going to be a lot of um, intel coming at you from other people and opinions. And I would think I would just try to laugh through the ones that sounded a little ridiculous because, you know, love my family shout out, but also all the families coming together is it's a lot. lot. It's a lot of Both opinions. Sides. Yeah. It's just a lot. It, yeah. I reckon for anyone getting married or like about to start planning a wedding, I would start practicing making decisions just very quickly. Yes. There's a lot of decision making and you just, you can't sit on it. Everyone's had wedding pushback. Like yeah. you got married during a pandemic. I did too. And you literally just have to like really, really know what you want, yes. you know, and know that it's not going to ruin everything if you make like one tiny wrong decision. So yeah, practice just being like, yes, no, yes. Like I'm the worst at that. Yeah. I don't know about you. Are you? I'm actually really good at knowing what I want and saying it. But it's my delivery I'm working on. Because Zach says, you're so vinegar, you need a little more honey. So <laughs> that's what I'm working on. A little more honey. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, where do you and Zach like to go for date night? Mm. Do you have any like good date night recommendations? Okay. Top two. I would say Malibu Seafood Shack because you can get your food and then safely walk across the highway. There's like a yes. quick little two lane and sit on the beach. And I think it's a really fun and formal and we love the sunset. So that's kind of our thing. So getting outside, um, I would say also our favorite is, um, I don't know if you know much about uh, little Ethiopia, but Masab, you eat with your hands and it's just like this really romantic and they have this gesture that you like feed your loved one with your, and we don't do that, but it's just like a, this like, experience of like the culture and eating with your hands and it's intimate and there's like, no, it's just you and them. It's very, I don't know. I love, that's like our, a cute little date spot. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. So literally they like want you to like hand feed your person. <laughs> You're supposed to like, I think there's a gesture, I don't know, in the culture that you, yeah, but we're not doing that. But. You don't do that? You're <laughs> no. like, no, 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 no. Just like eating with your hands and the food is so great and it's like an intimate little spot, but it's, that would be like a very good recommendation. That's so funny. That's like me when we go to sushi. I can't use chopsticks <sighs> for the life of me. So when we were reading the email, the, like the most embarrassing thing, I was like, that's probably just always anytime I step into a Japanese restaurant. One time they brought out me training chopsticks and it's so funny because I'm married to a man from the south he's obviously he's Caucasian and he has actually been to Japan like knows so much about the culture and is great at using and then here I am his half Japanese wife and then I come and I can't use chopsticks and they bring out the training chopsticks and I'm just like mortified every time <laughs> but uh, at least you're not asking for a yes, fork uh, I no. do that. Oh. but yeah I feel you on the chopstick struggle wait and it doesn't make sense because you are a dancer I'm I, a dancer we are good at adapting things and using our hands why can't we figure this I, out I know my hand cramps and I'm just like every time I mean I will like bite through it but I just like laugh because it's really not something I have a lot of experience with but I've been working on it so I'm we're doing shocked. it. But yeah, that's like what was funny. It's like one of the most embarrassing things and um, never fails. Oh my God. Your mom must be like, I know she's really? probably like rolling. Like she's really, like, not like Danny? Danielle, like just probably turned it off. She's like, I can't listen. She's embarrassing <laughs> me. Done. Do you have like, where should we eat if we want really good Japanese? Okay. So one of my favorite places is actually downtown. It's called Katsunori and it's a hand roll place. So it's honestly just the coolest vibe. You'll go in and it's just a little bar seating. So there's only bar seating okay. um, and there's not that many seats. So you just sit there and they make it in front of you and they just like right away just hand roll it and it's just delicious. And I'm sure there's sushi is such a unique thing and there's 
if you have any like hardcore Asian sushi people out there, I know that that maybe not be the top one for them. But for me, for his experience, that is one of my favorite places in downtown LA. Katsunori. Yeah. Have you been, okay, I've never been to like sushi park here, which is supposedly like super like at all like celebrities go there and they're like very strict yeah i've never been where's that other one um i've never done sugarfish either yeah i know never done it that's another one and the one like that's um sushi it's near people sushi yeah sushi oh is it by creation i think so or like further down by like the beverly center there's like this little i'll have to like check it out but (sighs) there's yeah there's so many oddly sushi places that i have not explored see i'm terrible with sushi i'm like put cream cheese in it fry see? it up give me the spicy mayo like i want to make it the least healthy thing yeah I possibly have and then i'll be happy like i'm the worst i know it's funny for a while i didn't understand i would get like the chicken teriyaki anytime we went somewhere and zach would be like mortified so now i've like started diving into actual raw fish and stuff but it's definitely something you're it's an acquired taste. It is. I feel like it's all about how fresh the fish is. Definitely. And also the sauce. And the rice. Ooh, okay. The rice is really important, too. Is it? Mm-hmm. Like, how so? Just, like, the quality of it, how it's cooked. Okay. Um, yeah, the freshness of it. But okay. mm-hmm. I love rice a soy really paper important. moment, too. Soy point. Nice. I would rather have that than seaweed, which is not as healthy, but that's just... That's where we're at. Um, I want to know because you guys did an event with 818 Tequila. Yes. At Pevolve. And for me, like, I'm not sober. I yeah. love a cocktail. <laughs> I love I'm not sober. I'm just to be clear. Shocking. She is not sober. <laughs> she is not sober. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. I was listening to Watch What Crappens Live, and one of the hosts was like, uh, just. Uh, a word of advice. Never tell anyone you're sober because they're, they're going to hate on you when you like relapse and you're not sober. Just say I'm taking a break. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I love that. It's like, language. That's actually pretty good advice. It yeah. puts less pressure on everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you guys did like an event with 818. Mm-hmm. How did that go? It was amazing. It was such a great um, community. There was a lot of fun. And it's like tequila in LA on a rooftop. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, you know what I mean? And what what better workout like we did a workout and then you got tequila at the end yeah. what motivates you more you got the you best know? reward you possibly yeah. could ask for tequila at the end sign me up we'll yeah. work out we got this you know but I, it was I'm, great i like love that about are you a tequila fan i'm a huge tequila <sighs> fan i can't do mezcal yeah i don't love the smokiness of it mm. for some reason i love a good spicy drink though really? yeah like a spicy margarita mezcal sign me up <sighs> like where like do you have a favorite like margarita place in la <sighs> no not in la but i have a really i don't even know if they're still open in new york but a bad one in new york when i was younger you know blockheads did you ever do that no oh my gosh was, they would bring like margaritas and then they'd flip a corona over inside of it it's just <sighs> one big it was like when you were we just hang over a city when you're younger, but that's like the first place when I think of at least bad experiences with tequila or like, you know, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. Like a Corona and a margarita. It's just a glutton for punishment for sure. So no, yeah, I feel like my favorite and I don't even know if it's still there. Dos Caminos. Yeah. Was- Dos Caminos. A hundred percent. We did that too. That was yeah. my first like foray when I was like, oh, we're going to Houston Street. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, Houston. That uh-huh. was like the cool spot yeah. we would go to. Uh, have you been in New York recently? No, I wish. I wish. No, not like I'd say a year ago. Oh, so you were there a year ago. Yeah. So you've been there since the pandemic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Different. Do you, is it different? Like I haven't been there in two years. Yeah, it's just a years. little quieter, you know, but I think things are 
a little bit more lively now. But when I was there, it definitely just felt like a little quieter on the streets. Okay. Yeah. Well, which isn't terrible. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite restaurant in New York that like is always your go-to? I know you said Grimaldi's Pizza. Okay. I mean, obviously that there's Rayo's, but that can't be anyone's because you can't get in. I know. I wish yeah. I knew the secret to getting. I've been to the Rayos here. I've never been to the Rayos. I haven't been to the Rayos in LA. Really? Yeah. It's cool. Is it's it? Vibe. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. You're yeah. like, eh. I don't know. The, I feel like the other one is definitely more like, yeah. I don't know. It's got like a cooler sense to it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I love, like, I haven't been to the Carbone in New York. I've been I to haven't. the Carbone in Vegas. Okay. And a lot of people have been telling me that the canned car or the like sauce from Carbone is actually better than the Rayos. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. No, not like so much in New York, but I just love a little Italy in New York. Really? Yeah. That's your spot. I know. You got to do little Italy. Yeah. And like, I, we talked about me being a dessert girl. So Ferraras. For, you know, my just, dad used to work for Ferraras. Really? Yes. Oh that's I like, didn't know that. That's amazing. I mean, it's just the best. Yeah. You just go get a bunch of pastries and you'll definitely pay for it, but it's the best. And like the cookies and everything. I'm definitely a dessert girl. Oh my God. I love that. You know, Ferraras, yes. my dad and my uncle Gene worked at for Ferraras, the company for That's a incredible. while. Yeah. So as a little girl, that was like my first introduction into little Italy and the cannolis. Wow. You're blessed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> always been a little bit of a, a chubby, like little Italian <laughs> Irish girl. I don't know about that. I don't love Italian desserts though. I really? Know. Yeah. Sue me. I don't. Tiramisu. Favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. Favorite dessert. <gasps> like ever. Oh, mm-hmm. See? No, it doesn't do it for me. But that's okay. If we went out to dinner, you'd get all the tiramisu. Yeah, and you can hold down the entree. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's all good. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. Where's your favorite dessert place in LA? Um, Be Sweet and Sautel. They have incredible bread pudding and desserts um, in the sense of like pastries and cakes, but they're known for their bread pudding. And they have really interesting flavors like... Um, okay red velvet one this is incredible oh my god they have a purple yam one which is amazing what is it called ube is that what it's called i don't know yeah so check it out okay be sweets on sautel i'm writing that down for you guys i'm gonna put it in the notes be sweet on sautel i love it um so you we already went through your most embarrassing moment obviously you're half japanese and you can't use chopsticks (laughs) whatever no one's judging you um but i want to know like who would be like your dream dinner guests or like who would you want to just sit down with dead, alive, famous, whatever? Like, do you have a dream table that you would want to sit at? Oh, I've been thinking about this since, you know, you talked about maybe some things we speak about. It's been so hard to narrow down. So I have a few. Yeah. I think as far as artists go, Tina Turner. No, I watched her documentary and I was just enamored with her and I already think she's incredible, but I just feel like I love her energy oh. and I just, Tina Turner. I mean, oh my God. yeah. To be a fly on the wall. I know. She just seems, and she's like, just, you know, she seems like she's living her best life now. Very well deserved, but just yeah. feels like she's got the secret sauce of enjoying life, you know? Oh so Tina gosh. Turner, um, I think as far as like athletes go, cause I'm always, you know, in, in that world. Yeah. Um, I think Venus and Serena. I'm going to keep it in the female house. You know, I love yes. strong oh my God. females. Yeah. So. You, Tina, Venus, yeah, and I Serena? Know. I'd be blessed. <gasps> what a table. <laughs> um, oh. And then Prince. That's it. That's my I table. Mean, that's, <laughs> you know? That literally, <laughs> that table, right? Wow. Wow. I know. I was really thinking about it. But, and then, you know, there's like, but. That's a great, that's yeah. a great table right there. 
I mean, I feel like you play like such good artists in Thank your you. classes where I, I, I feel like I've heard you play Prince. I don't know if I've heard any <sighs> Tina. Tina's hard like, to get in there a little bit, but you know, it's hard. Some cardio to Proud Mary when it picks up, Woo! like get me going, you know, <laughs> like I'll be running real fast for you. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite things about Danny's classes. And I always feel bad. Like I'm never judging the music, but I feel like I always go so hard. in. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's so great. I can tell we're playing something in Jack and just dance and do it. I love it. I'm like, it moves you. It's great. But I spend so much time on the playlist. So it's so hard. Yeah. How do you like, curate your playlist oh I feel like I am an old so I grew up so much too with my parents my dad we would always listen to music together on like records you know and um so I just try to get like a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. and I really try to like hear I don't know I just I think it's like the mood that I'm in but I I don't have anything that I'm like overly like drawn to just like I feel like I love all music you know yeah that's it all old new I mean, I, for some reason, like kind of old school hip hop yeah. and rap. Baby Smalls. That's, That's my karaoke song, Nasty Girl. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Got every song in there. <laughs> Without Me by Eminem. Zach was like, wow, though, you know every word to those two songs. I remember vividly in the car the first time he played those two songs. And he was like, who are you? Oh my God, I love yeah. that. That happened right before we got engaged. We we were like staying in like a suite in Atlantic City. And he got, Tommy got in the shower and I pulled out a speaker and I was like well I guess we're just gonna like get ready together and I just put on this playlist it was just all like Jay-Z oh, so like yeah you love Jay-Z. watch I love Jay-Z <laughs> like watch the throne like old school like public service announcement and I was you put that on and I go hard like <laughs> I just can't I wrap it all and he literally leaned his head out of the shower at one point and was like who are you? I love that. Like he yes. almost didn't propose. No. Yeah, he's like, that's it. <laughs> he's like, I'm good. That would be a reason for me to get on the knee right there. I'd be like, Jacqueline. <laughs> yes. But then we go pop star. I mean, yeah. we love like we a... love a good Britney Beyonce. Yeah. Um, definitely. Christina, you know the the divas. They played a London Bridge like uh, remix. London Bridge. I yeah. I like them. <sighs> I feel like Fergie's having a moment with. I know. Um, what's his name? Who's the guy that did the remix of Glamorous? Oh, He's, it's Jack Harlow. Jack, yeah, oh, Jack Harlow. There it yeah. is. Yeah. So good. I feel like it's really hard. Like sometimes I go, I'm sorry, I cheat on you guys and I go to other classes. It's just, you know, what it is. sometimes I can't get in because you're so popular. <laughs> um, but sometimes I go and I'm not going to lie and it's going to make me sound old, but I don't recognize like one rap song. Oh, I know. No, it, I mean, it is an interesting because I feel like we're, you know, you and I are the same age, so it feels... I'm older than you, think Just you, a little. Kind of and, but I do feel like, yeah, we grew up on the same music, and it is this f- interesting thing, especially being in, like, West Hollywood. It is a younger area, and, you know, being one of these fitness studios and, like, listening to things maybe you wouldn't necessarily in your personal, but putting it on your playlist, because you obviously yeah. want to appeal to your clientele. Yeah. But it's definitely... Yeah, it's it's... It's interesting. It's like hard to keep up. Yeah. You know, can you like feel the energy in the room or like when things like kind of feel like they're not going well, do you change it up or do you just keep going forward? Uh, Well, as far as like music and myself, it's been, it's very interesting teaching and instructing. I think it's, you have to become like a protector of your piece because I feel like there's, you know, you're not, I think the beauty of our studio is there's an instructor for everyone. And I really pride ourselves in that, like at, at our studio, but, um, as an instructor, it's a vulnerable place to be. You know, I, I think no matter what, if you step into my class, I know I'm going to keep you safe and be a good instructor, but am I going to be your kind of instructor? I don't know. You know, yeah. and I think that's one thing that you just have to kind of roll with the punches is you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Oh. And I think I've stopped trying to be, and that's only helped because I feel like when you try to appeal to everyone, you lose a little bit of yourself. 
So I feel like once you just kind of own who you are, am I, you know, keeping people safe and doing everything that I can to make the class experience the best? Yes. And is it for you? Maybe not, but I'm who I am, you know? (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's just how we should live our lives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And once you like stop like white knuckling everything and trying to please, like, I know I've lived my life as like a people pleaser for so long. And like, it's especially as an artist, I feel like, or as a dancer, it's something become ingrained in you. Like, you have to live up to other people's expectations. You're constantly ingesting feedback of what you can do better. So it almost feels like sometimes you have to break that a little bit, you know? Yeah. How do you like scratch that dancer itch? Like, (laughs) do you still do a lot of dancing? Like, what's your like happy place with that? Definitely. So one of my favorite things to do is just rent studio space and improv and move for myself. I definitely still dance. Um, I think that's one of the hardest things too, is when you're not actively pursuing it as a career is like, can I still define myself as a dancer? But yeah, you always are, you know, and I feel like dance is really ingrained a discipline in me in so many ways outside of just movement. Like I feel like it's how I really just carry myself or show up for work and every day, but I definitely still dance and take classes in LA. We live in LA. So that's the beauty of it is there is so much like accessible, you know, so definitely still dancing. Um, and then I have a lot of creative friends. We just make projects ourselves and do things for fun with dance and and video and, you know, scratch the itch that way. Oh my God. If you want to be a Britney back, let me know Renee, we're doing it. Oh my God. (laughs) You're hype girls. Yes. I hope you guys don't mind. You don't have to come to the show. You just have to be in it. Yes. Done. Okay. Well, we might, I might take you up on that. We might be doing some, actually, I can't say what we're doing. It's a surprise, Um, but I'll tell you after. Um, I feel that way about dance studios. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not a professional dancer. Like I consider you like way higher on the totem pole of that, but for some reason, I walk into like an empty dance studio and it's a vibe. It's yeah. a happy place. I don't know why, but I feel like it relaxes me. And that's something that P-Volve, I feel like you walk in and you do feel that way, even though it's not considered like a dance studio. Yeah. No, it's good good energy all around. And I yeah. think the studio itself is just beautiful and open air, but it is. And it's all just about making your body feel good and really preaching or just believing in like feeling first everything else second you know so I do feel the same about that you know it's functional movement so it feels really good to do yeah tell us what like tell the the yeah. paisans yeah. what exactly is p-volve they're like yeah you keep saying p-volve we yeah. don't know what that is you um, should <laughs> but tell us about it yeah so it's like this magical functional fitness training and you know I think it's one of my favorite things is when people are like well what's actually functional is um all those like little moments you take for granted maybe when you're younger, bending over to pick something up, you know, rotating your spine. It's like things that maybe don't hurt now, but could later in life and kind of surprise you. But also just, so I call it like movement therapy. It's going to feel like you're doing something really good for your body, but also working out. And it's really sustainable and scalable for like any age, any person, Mm -hmm. any body type. Yeah. I feel like I, I always get worried because I am getting older and with certain workouts, I get so worried about being injured. And I always feel like I can A, modify in your class. Yes. And B, that the movements are like really nice on the joints, even though you are stepping out of your comfort zone. There's a lot of stuff that I'm like, woo! <laughs> yes. I didn't know we had that muscle. <laughs> okay. Which is great. Yeah. Because it kind of tricks your muscles and that's how you get the results that like you don't get from doing other workouts. Yes. You know, but I do like that it is very kind on the body and it's kind of like go as hard as you want. A hundred percent. And that's really like just listening to your body. You know, I feel like 
if we all just did that a little bit more, you know, just listen to like what we actually need. But yeah, all about strengthening the joints of the body and doing what you need that day. So we just say like we're guides. And you're such a good guide because in your class and Renee's class, but with you in particular, I definitely find myself like wanting to push like (laughs) further than like where I'm like normally at, you know, there's just something that I don't think you can like learn that as a teacher. I just think you're really good at like inspiring your students to just like, just go that extra little inch. Uh, Thank you. I know it's, um, that's why I always say I'm a flavor choice. Cause I definitely like to, for people to realize like you have more that you can give and not in an unsafe way or not. That's like pressuring you to do something, but you know, if this is your 55 minutes that you get in a day to move your body, then like we should really make it count. And that can be in any sort of way, not just like effort and like how hard you're doing the workout, but just like the energy you bring to the space. And I feel like I just never take it lightly when someone chooses to invest their time to share a space with me. You know, that's like, that's great. I get 55 minutes of someone's day. Like that's what yeah. a blessing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, so yeah. our parents don't get that of our day. I'm going to make every minute count. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I want to know for anyone that's like scared to go into mm-hmm. a workout. It could be intimidating. Yes. Especially like we live in Los Angeles. Like there's literal Instagram models walking around in the wild. Like they're in classics. Yes. I love like, that. It's so true. In the wild. It's so, it's so true. Everyone's there. The first time I walked in, I was like, everyone's oh. hot. Everyone has matching workout sets. I'm wearing an old Godfather t-shirt. Like I, but I, I've given up on looking cute in your class. I don't care, but it can be intimidating. So do you have any advice for someone who might be used to just like hiking or like going for runs that like really wants to try a P-Volve class, but like is a little scared? Just, I think, don't let Instagram or expectations set what you think is going to happen. Because I feel like, yeah, like you said, you come in and you see all these people. And I think the studio is so beautiful. And yeah. it looks so great on social media. And it is so great. But I feel like um, just dive in and do it. Bring a friend. You know, that's yes. it. A friend is so helpful. It and really just having is. that friendly face of diving into something new together is its just the way to do it. It's like the magic sauce, you know? It makes me feel like Or I'm come back. to my class if you're listening. Come say what's up. And I promise I'll make you feel welcome. And scene definitely yeah. and that's a, a great thing you're so good at remembering people's names you're so good at like checking in with everyone <laughs> without making you feel like you're like on the spot or like just being like called out thank you which yeah. is like a finesse that's like really hard to achieve <laughs> thanks <laughs> but i do think yeah going with a friend like gabby conti and i yes, used to go gabby. all the time like mm-hmm. we were both along with you like prepping yeah. for a wedding and yeah. you know like it, it was motivating and it did feel good to go like I had a friend friend of the pod Lara Pezza like I brought her in for the mm-hmm. first like yeah, there's she was amazing I feel like um a recruitment chair of a sorority with P-Vol we love you yeah go it's really good and your whole staff is awesome thank you you know like everyone's just so kind they remember everyone's names they're so chill I like follow them on social media like it's just yeah. it feels like a very pleasant like family like environment but also does have like an elevated air to it where there is like a beautiful aesthetic and like yeah you get it but tell the the listeners who aren't in LA there's other PVOV studios right yes so this one in New York City Soho so shout out to all our East Coasters because we've been talking a lot about the East Coast too yes. and Chicago and the West Loop um, and then we'll be franchising soon which is really exciting in other locations um, right. so San Diego soon okay. um, yeah I think uh, Austin 
as okay. well. Oh, that's I feel like everyone's moving to Austin. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I do feel like that too. I've never been, but I'm excited to go. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be training like all the trainers there? Yeah, I get to <gasps> help train all the new talent, which is very exciting. Oh my gosh, do people have to audition or like how does that work? Yes, we get. I get to well whatever location gets to like scout their talent and they submit a video and we kind of just, you know, look at that, you know, typical audition process for us performers (laughs) submit. You got five minutes to prove who you are. (laughs) It's great. Like elevator pitch, everything that's great about you. Go. I know. Yeah. No, I get it. It is what it is. That's how life is. It's fine. And also you don't have to be in any of those locations because you also do online stuff. Yeah, online. You can find us on Zoom. We have like a, um, where we do like live virtual classes. So okay. if you were traveling, I could just be like on Zoom with you, working out, calling I mean, you out. Yes. And then um, we also have an on-demand library, which is really great where we can actually just anything pre-recorded that we've done before, a um, bunch of workouts from all different timestamps that you may need throughout your day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's like all the things. There's no excuses. No. Yeah. Well, you're amazing. Um, before I let you go, I mean, I could talk to you for hours. Yeah. I, I'm bummed I haven't taken a class today from yeah. you, but I'll see you next week. Um, we love tips here. Tips are appreciated here at uh, Where Should We Eat? So I was wondering, do you have any tips that we should trust um, for the listeners? I think the biggest tip that I can give or that I just f- believe in is um, it's not what on your what's on your table, but who's at your table. So it's the company you keep first and foremost um, in anything in life. I think that we get so obsessed, especially, you know, I can say this for myself as like an artist and in this like hustle culture of really accomplishing things. But I think it's really the people that you like carry and carry along with you and make it all count, you know? So that's my, when I try to practice. I love that. Yeah. It's so true. I feel like being in the moment and being present, I was just watching. I love Mel Robbins, who's Mm -hmm. motivational, all the things. And she posted a video today, basically saying what you're saying is that life is going really fast. And I think she was headed to her son's graduation or daughter. I don't know. And she said, like, really take it in, like take in these moments, you know, and be present and be with the people you love. Yeah. hundred percent. It's the best. It's the magic, you know, of everything. But we forget. I'm always like, I'm, I literally have so much anxiety right now because I feel like I have all these things like, to do. I have to post. I, I have all know. these stories. I have like so many for you guys listening. I have so much food <laughs> content. And like, I literally will sit up at night. I'll spend like two hours trying to edit it. And I'm like, it's not good enough. And so I like get mad and I pour a glass of wine and then I go to bed. <laughs> um. So literally today I said no to everyone to go out tonight. And I am forcing myself to a memorize lines and b just make the content and it's just so hard and it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't, that shouldn't give us anxiety. I know, but I understand why it does. And that's, you know, I understand. Well, that was a great tip. Yeah. We're going to trust that tip. Thank (laughs) you so much for being here. Can you pimp yourself out and tell everyone where they can find you, how they find out your class schedule, all the things. Yeah. So my name is Danny Coleman and you can find me teaching at Pival Los Angeles in West Hollywood. And you can find me online at Danny underscore B Coleman fabulous yes thank you for having Good me at. see you're a delight you can come back whenever you want i want to have you 
and Renee on together. It'll be so fun. It'll be a kiki. Maybe we'll go somewhere and do it. Have a little happy hour. Yes. And thank you for bringing that Jersey energy. Oh, we always do. Thank you, I girl. <laughs> yes. And thank you, Paisans, for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed Danny and I, our convo. And um, a lot of the places she mentioned will be in the show notes. So if you want to check out where we talked about, you can find them there. Remember, I am doing the Hollywood Improv, a Britney tribute show June 10th, 7.30 p.m. You could get tickets at, I think it's just the hollywoodimprov.com or I post everything in my stories. So check out at Jacqueline Marfuji for all the scoop. And um, please, please, please rate us five stars. Let your friends and family know about this podcast. Let me know who you want on this podcast. Um, and I just appreciate you guys. I'm so grateful. Again, happy Pride Month. You know, shine your goddamn rainbow flag high. Have the best time this week. Stay safe. I know there's a lot of like scary stuff going on in this world right now. So just know that we're here for you and um, we love you here at Where Should We Eat? Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Jacqueline Marfuji and ciao.